Good morning. It is Thursday, October 27th. We're not in front of a Tesla store. We're sitting in our seats. Closures all over the place. Dealership turnovers dropping, and Elon is really letting it sink in. We're probably not going to surprise many people with the third story today just because I feel like it's all over the internet. But, you know, maybe someone I will be like, this is ridiculous. I people were last night, so, I mean, <laughs> like that I thought would have seen it or have known. Right. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe. We were both uh, on the ground yesterday in Atlanta, and it's always interesting to get back home. Like, I'm in I'm in my son's gaming dojo right now. I wish you could see what's in front of me. He's got, like, a custom-built computer. But, you know, we got in late last night um, from being on the ground with a bunch of dealers, and, you know, we left that event Man. last night just – you know, at the end of any event, like it's still going on today, but we left yesterday. And and when you leave is when like everything that everyone wanted to say, like, oh, I got to make sure I, I say this. <laughs> I'm telling and you so, what like, it was the like. The last no. 15 minutes. <laughs> right. Everybody was grabbing us down. Yeah, it was great. It was so great to just connect with dealers from across the country and just get get just like a real time, real world feel for just, again, the passion and energy that dealers have, the optimism going into 2023 and the confidence of the operators who know they're paying attention because they know they're heading into 2023 and they're like, I don't know how everybody else is feeling, but we're going to eat some lunch, their lunch, if you, they don't watch it. Yeah, you know, one of the the theme of kind of the event, and this it's uh, Glenn Lundy's 800% Elite Automotive Club, the theme was kind of technology, and it never, it, it always turns this way where it's like technology, but. And I think that that was kind of the theme. And so just an encouragement for anyone that's thinking about, especially as, you know, like we're three months away from NADA. And I know there's always this kind of energy in automotive that's let's wait and see for NADA. I might be looking at new technologies. There's a lot of things that get announced around this time. And so taking a measured approach, knowing that technology is not going to solve all your problems in 2023, that it's going to be the setup of the people and the processes and dialing in those things first uh, that are going to make you impactful, not just next year, but long into the future, because technology is always going to change. You know, the way that we approach the market is always going to change. Uh, but dialing that stuff. Is, yeah, exactly. The market's going to change. Yep. The game is going to change. It's always changing. Um, speaking of the game changing. Stop. Oh, yeah. time. All right. We we were sent a text message yesterday with a screen about a closure. Holman Ford Lincoln in Pompano Beach has closed permanently or will be closing will permanently be, will be. at the end of the month. So there's just a few days left. So Monday would be the 31st. So I guess the 31st. Um, here is what was on the site and it still is. If you go to the website, it says in partnership with the Lincoln and Ford Motor Company, Holman Automotive has made the difficult decision to cease operations at Pompano Ford Lincoln at the end of October 2022. Our goal is to support our loyal customer base during this time and assist with the transition to our fellow dealers in the market. We thank you for your support over the last get this 48 years and it's been a pleasure Yo. serving you please contact us with questions regarding this is not a tiny store either not no, a tiny no, store no, no, by no. any stretch of the imagination i mean they've got a hundred new uh, almost a hundred new cars in stock on a regular basis and i don't know uh, you know how holman kind of shares inventory or anything like that um but they at least have about 500 pre-owned vehicles listed on their website currently today. So, you know, like I said, I don't know how many Holman stores are close because I know they have stores kind of all over. Yeah, they, have um, some, they actually have some near Philly, a, a bunch. In right, exactly. Oh, they're all up and down the East Coast. So, um, you know, so I don't know how that is. But, like, you think about 48 years of customers and service customers, and I know, uh, you know, I 
loosely know the Holman group just from like some some internet interactions and things like that. But it's a, I, I'm, I'm telling you what, that is a, um, like that is a historic thing that people like stay attached to and stay sticky to and service and buy their cars from. And for oh, yeah. a store like that to leave the market is wild. Hundreds of and thousands. We don't really, yeah. And we really don't know what happened. There's no mention of why it's closed. Their Google My Business listing for the service center was marked permanently closed yesterday. Um, today, it is no longer marked permanently closed. The hours are back up, so I don't know if something just got ahead of itself. But there's a lot of speculation. Like We made a post on LinkedIn about this. Um, by the way, if you're not following uh, a Sodu on LinkedIn, we put down a really great drip every day, and great conversation happens. This post you know, has 5,000 people that have, about, that have looked at it, lots of comments uh, from dealers that you would know, just kind of like asking and well-wishing or trying to figure out some people a little bit like nervous. Right. right. What the heck is going on? We don't know what's going on. And, you know, we don't want to make a big deal over something that's not a big deal. But with all the talk and all the things coming out of Ford, um, you know, as far as shifting this dealer model, closing stores, and we're, we're pretty sure it wasn't like close. It seems like it's a very amicable thing. Right. Um, you know, we're just trying to find out. So if you know, hit us up. Let us know. We've talked to some other notable Ford dealers that were kind of surprised to hear about it. Um, they're like, I don't know if it's a real estate thing, um, you know. Yeah, Obviously, we, we've we've talked to one source that will unfortunately keep unnamed, but that that knows the group closely. That said, hey, I'm I I'm confident that it's not a Ford Lincoln relationship thing with you know like agency model or any, or anything like Ford coming in and telling them to shut down. Um, so there's obviously something else going on, but you just think about the customers that are impacted, the employees that are impacted, and and you know I mean it could be a volunteer. It, it could. Right. Hypothetically be a voluntary closure. Absolutely. Right? Saying, hey, we'll buy out your point. Right. So it's not. Yeah. Like no one violated anything, but it definitely could be part of that plan to like, hey, let's start to, con you know, contract the overall points and like figure out what's going on. Yep. So um, that's just news. Like we didn't see it anywhere else. We got sent a text message. Like, let's get this out there. If you know something or you can add something to the conversation, um, you know, because what happens when there's a vacuum. Right. And there's not enough information. That's when speculation is going to go crazy. Right. Yep. We don't want speculation. We do not want speculation to happen but on this. We, we do don't have know concrete what's stuff. Going on. Yeah. When we a big dealership like that with a large group that is consistent that is consistently growing, acquiring open points, acquiring stores, um, to, yeah, to close down a, sure, a forty eight right? uh, a forty eight year story of a Ford dealership is uh, a it's healthy just, market. Right. It's just kind of a shocking, you know, and I think, you know, at this point I guess nothing is shocking over the last two years. Um, but you hate to see you hate to see good dealerships go. So. I think, yeah, I, I do think one thing that is indicative of that we can all walk away with is that things are changing. Yes. Right. Whether it's for the better, for the worse, everyone's got their opinion on that. Things are changing. And, you know, I think once you realize like, oh, things really are changing, there's like this initial kind of gut check that happens when you're like, okay, let's just, let's yep. go into the change. <laughs> well, hey, Paul, speaking of changing, but a little uh, bit less. Stop. Yeah. Segway. In a good way. Changing less in a good way. Changing less in a good way. So uh, the NADA annual dealership workforce study uh, surveyed over 1,900 dealerships across the country and saw a substantial drop in total employee turnover. Um, the average for the industry was 34%, uh, the lowest in its 11-year history of this study coming out, which was way down from 2019, or really 2019, the, the last four years prior, which were about 45-46%, right? yeah. which is kind of the thing that we've been struggling with as an industry. And they saw a direct relationship 
between employee compensation and employee turnover, noting that actually the average dealership employee, now this is spread across all employees, it, it now has an average earning, which is up 27% uh, last year of over $100,000. So the average dealership employee now makes over $100,000. Again, that's spread out. We know that some people are making more, making less. Um, while interestingly enough, the average number of employees per dealership is still not up to the 2019 still high. still down. Yep. So Show it's it, I mean, up over 2020, but only about three as an average, uh, which is still down, uh, still down three or four from uh, from pre-pandemic levels. There are a few things about this that I, I think are worth mentioning. Number one, I don't think that the correlation just people are making more, so they're staying. Right. I mean, I feel like that's a pretty ground ball correlation. Right. right? Like, oh, they're making more. That's why they're staying. I think there are a lot of other reasons why people are staying. And a big part of that is the fact that people have to like sell less. Yeah. Right. This is the price of the car. Right. You're not you're not hustling. You're not stressing over demand. We have all this excess inventory. People are coming and looking for the car. You're able to pair them with the car. They're excited to have it. That takes all kinds of pressure out of the sales process. Yeah. And salespeople traditionally have the highest level of turnover. It's a high stress position. Yep. Right. And so I think that that contributes significantly. I think it's also worth mentioning that the median, the median. So that's the if you put everybody together, it's if you have like, say, 100. Right. The median is the dead center number. So it'd be like 50 or 51. That's the median. And the median salary is actually lower than the average salary. Interesting. Meaning that. There's a lot of money going into the top end of the yep. salary to balance out all the other ones that are below the average salary. So I think I think there still probably is like this increased level of compensation when you average it out. But I, I still think that like I think I'm saying all that to say I think the situations in the store are getting better. Well, I, I was I was just thinking like think about the last seven to ten years in the hockey stick growth of HR and culture conversations in automotive. Oh my goodness. Right? Yes. And so yeah. you pair that with higher earnings and an easier conversation on lower the sales pressure. and service yeah. side, lower pressure, and yeah. a continued effort at the leadership level to drive culture and HR related conversations into the dealership ecosystem. Yes. And you start to kind of have this marriage of, oh wow, we. We could do General it that way, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that you just brought that up because without a doubt, the last several years, the HR and culture situation in deal, the conversation, we'll just talk about the conversation. It's just moving and so much faster. when people are yeah. looking there and they're focused there and there's content about it and there's people paying attention, it is going to improve, right? And what gets measured gets improved. I think what gets focused gets improved as well. And it's exciting for me because turnover in our industry specifically is has historically been really bad. And yep. it's good to see it moving in the direction that it we feel like it is. should move in because we know how great it is to work at so many dealerships across the country. Well, speaking of moving in interesting directions. <laughs> Segway. Uh, this is so classic. Oh, so my classic. goodness. A tweet by Elon Musk shows him marching. I'll call it marching. It's Twitter <laughs> HQ. I'm going to call it strutting. Strutting. It's kind of an awkward strut because he is carrying a full-size <laughs> sink, literally a sink. With the caption being entering Twitter HQ hyphen. With let the, that sink in. With the right? dumbest no grin. But no, it's not a dumb grin. It's like <laughs> 12 year old, like just got 
the cool thing. Yes. And he that it's it's twelve. I literally freeze framed it on like when it like you see him turn around and he's got the smile on. It's yes. straight up twelve year old grin. <laughs> I, I, I I couldn't get enough of it. I was just like, he's like, this. what an era we live in, right? Someone Here comes carrying the, a sink into Twitter. Here comes like who some would argue is a car guy. Right. Right. It's kind of a car guy way to strut it. It actually is a very it's car guy car way. Guy. There's kind of like this, like, you know, very, very deep rooted, like, I'm going to make a, a jab here. Guy. Yeah. It's a pretty car guy <laughs> moment, I'm going to say. Well, it's also, it's all it's all around the the idea that uh, he or not the idea, but the fact that tomorrow is the deadline to complete this massive deal of the public buyout, taking it private sector so that it's fully owned um, at what is it? Fifty four dollars a share right now. The share yep. price is just right around. It's hovering around fifty three shot up about uh, ten dollars uh, price per share right when the like early in october when uh the when it was like oh no it has to happen um so uh you know i think the really fun part is that his profile description now reads chief twit (laughs) he's got 110 million followers uh the deal is a 44 billion dollar deal again set to close on uh monday i guess or friday no set to close on friday you said yeah Friday. And so we'll, yep. we'll see what happened. A couple other tweets that came out from that account yesterday. Um, he said, meeting a lot of cool people at Twitter today, which is awesome. I guess those cool people are the 25% that he's probably going to keep because he did announce he's probably going to cut the workforce back the whole thing. by wow. 75%, which is probably going to be kind of good for everybody there because probably right. 75% of the people at Twitter might not be that happy about him buying the company to begin with. Also, <laughs> also, he says... <laughs> so it's such a weird thing to buy a company where you know a lot of the people there just absolutely hate you. hate you right yeah so <laughs> uh, he also tweeted out a beautiful thing about twitter is how it empowers citizen journalism people are able to dis uh disseminate news without an establishment bias mm. so we'll see where that all plays mm. out i mean look if you don't realize this world is different we were talking about change here you have an ev automotive founder who also figured out solar panels and gigafactories who also is sending things into space starlink and you know and gives you internet service at 300 megabytes a second (laughs) flying through the air right yeah or driving in one of those crazy camper vans shout out to andrew diffender right um and he now owns twitter because he wants to preserve free speech so Welcome to 2022. Just (laughs) what's new? What's coming in November, everybody? Here we go. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what what a deal. I mean, I'm telling you what. There is, like, I am convinced that trying things, experimenting, diving in, and doing things differently than you've ever done them, and and trying to, like, someone said yesterday, um, break, I think it was Dan Moore. He was like, break everything that's working. Yeah, because this is yeah, the, this be is the time where the opportunity yeah. to do that is extremely rich. Well, I'll tell you what. We've had a whole bunch of fun today. Um, I, I don't really know what to say about Twitter. If you know anything about Holman, let us know. But otherwise, get in there, dig, drive culture, and love your teams.